This is episode 336 for October 2014, and that is CCR singing Born on the Bayou, and we're headed down to the swamp to talk to Man-Thing and team up in a Friday Night Fight. And if you're a fan of Friday Night Fights and Spider History and all the other segments that we produce throughout the month, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to the front page of SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a button that says Support This Site Via PayPal. And you can help us pay the bills and ensure more episodes come out and help us cover those expensive bandwidth costs. All right, put on your boxing gloves. It's time for Friday Night Fights. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our October Friday Night Fights. What's going on, George? Uh, a lot of computer issues, Brad. Uh, we have a problem, Houston. You have been infected with gremlins. Something, yeah, something bad has gone down, man. <laughs> <laughs> you put water on it and they multiplied or something. Uh, bright lights I, don't think, and everything. I don't think throwing water on it is going to help here. <laughs> but you're, you you can't open a browser, but you can open your Skype program is where we're at right now. So you're fighting in Fight Club with your own personal PC. Yes, yes, that that is exactly <laughs> right. I'm having my own Fight Club in real time. <laughs> but but uh, it was imperative yeah. to me that I still do all my research, that I get my notes ready, and that I, I that I make yeah. this damn thing work. I was I, I was ready to go to the mobile if I needed to. I was ready. To, I, I had installed <laughs> Skype on my iPad. I, well, nice. I don't know. I would have sounded like shit trying to talk to it, probably. <laughs> but I mean, I, there were contingency plans. That's how committed I am. Jamal. There you, there you are. Well, I was getting flooded last last month, and uh, no, this month, and and I was put out a podcast. Yeah. So, no comics were damaged in the making of this podcast. Think about that the uh, next time you guys post like a horrible <laughs> iTunes review, going, "You guys shook." You know, think about think about what we braved to bring you this level of entertainment. <laughs> My piece shut uh, down at any minute, and, and Brad could have drowned. <laughs> right in his own basement. A man should never drown in his own basement. They should not. They should not. And if you watch the most recent episode of Walking Dead, you don't want oh, any. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the new episode. Oh, oh, oh I've sorry, only sorry. seen the season premiere. Which, by the way, damn. I exactly. It was like a mini movie. I used to, anyway, I used to tell people that like if I was picking teams, I would pick Daryl, and then Carol would be my number two. That's no longer the case. Carol is the Wolverine of The Walking Dead now. No doubt. Schnick, man. Oh, Schnick. man. People of Terminus, look at the flowers. <laughs> anyway, we're going off topic. Yeah, let's, go back, let's go back to 1978 for this Spider-Man Fight Club. Yes, uh, April of 1978. Very good. Right? You've yeah. done some homework, I see. Well, I'm just I just opened the book and I look at the fine print at the bottom. I was so hoping. I was I was like, oh, he wrote notes down earlier today, and you're like, no, nah, I got it right here, George. Oh yeah, yeah, there's notes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a great cover, by the way. Oh, John Byrne. We're talking about Marvel. Give me give me the issue number. This is Marvel Team Up number sixty eight. Again, it's April nineteen seventy eight. Um, this was a really good. There's a a, a small section there where Chris Claremont took over writing for Marvel Team Up, and it got it, the stories were really good. In fact, we did two podcasts um, with that epic what four part story. You know with, that was what was that in the what, what Marvel Team Up issues were those? Those were like the sixties or something? that was uh, number eighty two through oh, eighty five. Okay, gotcha. And um, now this this issue is done by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. Who, less than a year earlier, had started working on X Men together every month? 
Oh yeah. So they've already got a good synergy there, you know, working on that. But uh, the cover on this, and 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 why we chose this uh, this month is because it's it's Halloween, mm-hmm. and Man Thing represents the most original part of Marvel horror. You know, I mean, they've sure they've got Dracula. Yes, they've got Frankenstein. Yes, they've got a mummy. But I mean, these are things that already exist. You didn't have a man thing before. <laughs> what an odd sense. You know. Uh, now, now I never have collected. Uh, I never read Man Thing from like the seventies or anything like that. Was it good? Yeah, um, it was a good. Yeah. They, and this is another thing I wanted. I wanted to try to get out with this podcast. Not not just because it's Halloween and this is kind of a spooky story, but. There were so many good comics in the 70s that Marvel yep. put out that were part of their horror stable that a lot of people have read them and enjoy them or read part of them. Um, and we're not talking about Ghost Rider here. You know, we're talking about Tomb of Dracula. We're talking about uh, Fear, which later became Adventure into Fear, which is where Man Thing was. We're talking about things like The Living Mummy. Um, you know, you had uh, stories with Frankenstein's monster, Werewolf by Night. There was a massive, massive amount of Marvel horror comics in the 70s. And Tomb of Dracula, it's, oh my god. Even if you just read one thing, Tomb of Dracula is spectacular. Mm-hmm. It really, and it's creepy as hell. I mean, it really is. So, I, hopefully, this will encourage more of you to, to check out. I mean, there's many collections where Marvel Horror. And Howard the Duck is part of Marvel Horror. People, a lot of people don't even realize that. Yeah. He is, I'm, look, I'm looking at Amazon right now. There's a Man Thing Omnibus. Uh, yeah. About 100 bucks. It's got a. Uh, how many pages is this thing? It's got uh, 1,100 pages. Mm-hmm. Steve Gerber, um, Jerry Conway, Roy Thomas. A, a lot of people so. liked working on Man Thing at Marvel in the seventies because it it was a real interesting creative space. Yeah, you know, you could tell a whole bunch of different types of stories with that that horror backdrop. That's funny. This particular issue, Marvel Team Up sixty eight, is inside the Man Thing omnibus. So. Yeah. That's, anyway, great looking cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked me before we started recording if I've uh, ever read this. Thing. Right. And uh, I, I, it had to have been at least 30 years ago that I read it uh, because um, I went to my box of Marvel team-up today, and, and I, I uh, got home around 7 o'clock. We're recording this at 9, so I – And you walk I in mean, the door, and your wife is like, hey, big boy. And then I'm like, got to go get my man thing. Yeah, and I'm like, like, I'm sorry. I got a day with the man thing, honey. <laughs> but no, I, I uh, went to the the, the run of uh, Marvel Team Up because I have a full run of it, and I'm and I was I was thumbing through it, and I'm like, oh, I've got two copies of Marvel Team Up number sixty eight. One's in very poor condition, and one's in mint condition. Hmm. So I pulled the mint one out and I read it, and and it was just I. You ever take a drag off your comic book? You just take a smell? I, I do that, but I don't do it with anything that's mint. I just leave that in the bag and, and, and <laughs> put it out the other one and make notes in it, and, for Christ's sake. And so I took a drag off my comic, off my mantle, <laughs> and uh, I read it, and it just takes you back to 78. You know, it's just just a nice, nice feeling. And then I realized, you know what, I I, I have another memory of this, and I don't think I read it actually in the issue. I remember reading it in Marvel Tales. So oh, then I went okay. to my Marvel Tales box, and I pulled out, and that's the one that's in front of me right now, Marvel Tales number 204, released in 1987. And in the upper corner box, you've got a Ditko-drawn Spider-Man, and right beside him is Peter Porker. Oh. 
So this is back when Marvel Tales was half reprint, half original. So new you've content. got you've got three copies of this story. I have three <laughs> copies of this story wow. in my personal collection. And you know what's funny? Uh, in the in the mid '80s, Marvel tried. Uh, I think like on like New Mutants and Captain America, and maybe Peter Parker. They had a different type of paper mm-hmm. and coloring. Uh, it, it popped a little bit more. And, the colors looked uh, really good on it. But it didn't really work on this particular issue of Marvel Tales number 204. They took – because the, the issue that I read, which was the actual issue, uh, the colors were awesome. Mm-hmm. They were popping the screen. But Marvel really lo- dropped the ball on the coloring process on this issue, oh, issue of Marvel 204. Well, there you go, folks. You could probably find this issue for cheap. Oh, you can. So you can, and, it, and it's got beautiful looking. This is John Byrne art that I love. Mm-hmm. This type of John Byrne art, just I eat, I eat up. But anyway, let's get into the actual fisticuffs. Okay. Well, it starts off. The story is called "Measure of a Man." <laughs> <laughs> That's a man thing. I knew. I knew. I knew when I was writing it down today. I yeah. knew that you were going to say something. Joe. Well, dude, there's one line in here. I'll no, there, we, there's, a, there's a couple of good ones. There's a couple of lines that you know Claremont knew what he was oh, doing. Yeah, what, yeah. everybody yeah. did. A, there, there was a lot of winking going on. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. And uh, Well, it opens up. You know, it's got a nice splash page of uh, Spider-Man being startled by, by Man-Thing. And by the way, uh, for those of you who don't know anything about Man-Thing, other than giant-sized Man-Thing and the joke, that you know the perpetual joke they're in. Um, Man thing is is basically the byproduct of a scientist who died in the swamp. Uh, yep. His his or he was I mean it was foul play. Don't get me wrong, but you know it's not just more. He didn't just like die in his bed or something. But um, his name's Ted. Ted I think Ted yeah. Solace. Ted Solace. And yeah. so he his body merged. With chemicals and part of the swamp, and that's what how Man Thing was brought to life. He's a lot. He's a lot different from say Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is completely sentient. Swamp Thing can sit down and talk to you about a book you both read. That's why I always thought it would be hard to have an ongoing of Man Thing where the the lead character doesn't talk. Well, that's the thing though. I mean, the story is driven by all the other characters around there. You know, through a lot of his stories, he was paired up with Howard the Duck. So. Are you there? Kind of, kind of like uh, Rocket and Groot. Yeah, kind of. You know? E- yeah. Except that Rocket existed without Groot for a very long time. But aside from that, anyway. Um, so, but he, he he's very, he's obviously he's very huge. You know, he's very powerful. Yeah. His sentience is very limited. It's, it's not even almost toward the point of being an animal. It's almost like half an animal. You know, most of the time he's kind of unaware of anything, and then other times he's completely aware of things. He can't really communicate. He can't really talk. He doesn't really remember people other than he, he'll he get a feeling that he can trust somebody. You know, like, like – and yeah. this isn't Spider-Man's first time meeting him. Spider-Man's first time meeting him was in Giant Size Spider-Man number five, I think. Yeah, there was a little uh, – Yeah, that's right. There's a co- corner box somewhere. So it was Giant Size Spider-Man meets Giant Size Man-Thing? Yes. Okay. And there was a lot of yep. giant, giant size going around back in the giant size Spider-Man number five. Yep, that was on the second page. But yep. the the thing that really sets Man Thing off is fear. 
if he senses any fear around him, then he automatically goes into a rage and will try to attack it. So if you happen to be in the swamp and, and he's down in the Florida swamps in a, in a place mar- – in a very magical Marvel place called the Nexus of All Realities, um, if, if Swamp Thing runs into you, you know, you come across Swamp Thing and you're scared of him, he will try to kill you. Yep. He will just freak out and try to kill you, and what happens is he will touch you, and when he touches you, his touch is acidic, and it will burn your skin. And his first ever appearance, uh, it, was his, it was his girlfriend who kind of sold him out uh, in order to make a little cash and, and had him killed, and he, he winds up burning her face off. She was later retconned into his wife, and, and you know, later on you actually – she came back years later, and you could see her face was just all jacked up. Right. So he's driven to attack fear, and it's, just, it's such a unique power set. Yeah. You know, and he's also bulletproof because he's made mostly of swamp vegetable matter. You know, so you can't shoot him because it's just going to pass right through him. And if he's in the swamp, he can regenerate pretty quickly just you know, by, the, by adding more you know, mass to whatever's there you know, into his body. It's a very, very unique character. Yep. Now, who came for a Swamp Thing or Man Thing? I don't know. I would look that up if my browser worked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good question. I thought, you, I thought you just know off the top of your head. Here, let me look. Swamp Thing. I'm going to say they, they both roughly came out at the same time, but I think – I'm going to say Swamp Thing probably came out a little bit faster. Yeah, it's kind of like what uh, Namor and Aquaman. It's very similar characters, uh, but Namor beat Aquaman out, right? I think because he's from the 30s. Yeah. Uh, first appearance 1971 in House of Secrets number 92 in July. For whoa, whoa, Swamp for, Thing. For Swamp Thing, right? Okay. So Swamp Thing, yeah. So we got 71, and I think I think Man Thing's first appearance was in 73. Okay, so uh, first appearance. Savage Tales, May of seventy one. Oh, oh, wait a minute. What, what, what was the other month I said? I think you said April. So they came out the same damn year. I, I said I thought they they roughly came out about the same time. Well, that's odd. Yeah. But I mean, you know, <laughs> other than being swamp related and having thing in their name, they're two different, very different cats. You know. Huh. Wait a minute. July of seventy one is is Swamp Thing. So Man Things first. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Odd. Okay. Man Thing also has a very distinctive look. Just he does. his face. I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah. You know? So you know, we're you know we're we're going off off I guess off off book here so to speak. But Man Thing, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm set, we're setting up the fight. I'm, yes, we're we're giving context, and I'm giving you the million and one reasons why you should give a damn about Man Thing, because he is actually a very interesting character, or or it is, I guess rather. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, the issue starts off with Spidey seeing Man-Thing locked in in a glass case in a circus. And then it it goes back even further to Peter Parker and Mary Jane taking a day off of their jobs and just going, you know, to the circus and kicking back and enjoying one another, you know? Yep. Um, Which, you know, they used to do back in the day. And they, they run across... Man thing, you know, and and Mary Jane's even like, oh my god, what is that? Is it alive? And Peter Parker, who's recognizes it right off the bat, and he was like, well, yeah, it's it's Man thing. What the hell is Man thing doing here? <laughs> so then Peter Peter runs across the circus owner, and he just happens to recognize the guy and know his name, which I thought was a little weird, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, this guy is like a typical, you know, greedy, you know, exploit, you know, exploitive owner or whatever. I think he's got like a match or a, you know some kind of thing he's chewing in his mouth. Um, and uh, he uh, he and his goons threaten Peter and Mary Jane, and uh, he, he tells basically those are his security guards, and he's like, "Yo, kick this guy out," because Peter got in his face and was like, "You know what the hell are you doing with Man Thing? You know he's he's a he's a person. He's a you know." He, you can't own him. And this right. dude's like, dude, I'll do whatever the hell I want to. You know, here, allow my goons to escort you out since you can't bust out into Spider-Man in front of your chick, <laughs> which I, which is ironic because his chick knew he was actually Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny It's funny to read these in the context. But, yeah. It's so many times, you know, when yeah. she could have said, hey, it's okay, I know you're Spider-Man, but no. Years and years and years. This is the problem when you revise something later down the road. Exactly. And now they revised it again. Does she even know at this point that he's Spider-Man? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, they just weren't married. Well, screw it. I don't even go in there. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, so Spidey comes back later that night after the circus is closed down, and you know he's. It's funny because he's talking to Man Thing, and he's like, "This is the funniest line in the this book." Is, right? This is this is this is funniest line in the book. One of the, right one here. of the two funniest lines. Yeah. And they happen early on in the book. And Spider-Man's just rapping with Man-Thing, who, let's face it, probably can't even understand him. He's just explaining why he's late. Yeah, and he's like, hey, sorry it took so long, pal, but it cost me a steak dinner and a movie to calm MJ down. And then at my place, one thing led to another, and, well, you know. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man got lucky on this one. That's yeah. that's. I thought that was I like awesome. to think, I, I like to think deep down, you know, man thing, you know, in his tiny mind, if he even has one, is like, hey, cool. Hey, I understand, brother. That's all right. Cool. Hey, you know, yeah. Maybe maybe they could, like, bro fist through the window. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's subtle, but you know what's going on. I just thought that was very, very funny. Remember uh, recently, we were, I literally laughed out loud on that. Remember recently we were having our talk on sexism, and I pointed out that sexy is subjective. Um because to me, when Peter and Mary Jane walk into his apartment and they're giggly and they kiss a little bit and then they close the door, it's much more effective than them showing her in lingerie in his bed. Yeah. Because your mind fills in those gaps and it does it a lot better than the story can. I agree. This was a very nice little subtle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. And, you know, well, you know, basically he's bragging a man thing. Yeah, I got laid. <laughs> Remember that hot redhead there I was, I was in here with earlier? That was me. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's with me. That's funny. So um, anyway, a uh, security guard comes across me. Security guard's like, you know, hey, who's going there? And Spider-Man's like, hey, you know, it's just me, you know, your, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It turns out this guy's a fan, you know. Yeah. So the security guard, the actual security guard, not one of the goons from earlier, turns out to be a Spidey fan. And he tells uh, Spidey the story of how the circus owner came into possession of Man-Thing. Which was basically he found Man Thing on fire already in the middle of the road, and they scooped up what was left of him and put him in a glass case. Right. Now you're thinking, well, what's going to set Man Thing on fire? Here's the thing if Man Thing is afraid of something, even if, if he becomes afraid of himself, he'll bur- he himself will burst into flames. If he himself becomes afraid of, of like something. I didn't know that. Yeah, he can he can burst into flames himself. In fact, he does it a couple of times in this story. Mm-hmm. It's okay though because he'll get better. Yeah. It's Man Thing, you know. Man Thing always gets better. <laughs> so uh, so Spider Man basically is like, okay, well this is wrong, and uh, you know 
I'm going to take this glass case and get Man-Thing out of here. <laughs> and uh, then the circus owner busts in. And the circus owner has the second funniest line on this book. All right? The, cir- yes. the circus owner and his goons <laughs> bust in, and the circus owner says, I don't care if it's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. He's stealing my man-thing. <laughs> I laughed out loud for that one. Stop him. Somebody stop him from stealing my man thing, yes. So Spider-Man uh, webs up the owner, and uh, the security guard walks <laughs> off, kind of laughing at him, and says, I quit. And then Spider-Man makes off with Man-Thing in a giant glass case. <laughs> He's on the roof, and we're like, I'm not going to be able to make it down to Florida with you on my back, dude. Yeah, it's like, meanwhile, up on the <laughs> roof. And then we immediately transition from that to him talking to Man-Thing. And Man-Thing's like, you know, he, he's, he's barely even sentient. He's just like, whatever, whatever, dude. You know, whatever, dude. <laughs> and so it goes from that panel immediately to a plane over the swamp. Yeah, I'm, and where, who are these two people? They're, I, they're I, just dudes. I mean, well, I said chicken. One's a chick. Yeah, chick. One's a chick, and one looks like Tony Stark. They're just, they're just people. And you know, they they happen to explain. Well, you know, thanks for Co- you know, thanks to Kirk Connors for arranging this. Notice, anytime Spidey's on a plane, it's always Kirk Connors that arranged it. <laughs> he's, he, I, you know, he's a very handy villain to have. You know, yeah. So they're flying, <laughs> they're flying over the swamp, uh, and then suddenly they, their plane gets hit. Now, now keep in mind, somewhere in this small, you know, small commercial, you know, prop plane, you know, um, that, that can maybe seat like ten people. Somewhere is a giant case. A giant glass case with man thing in it. <laughs> he's in the back. He's in the cargo. Yeah, he's in yeah. the back. Well, it's just that the case, the case is like half the size of this plane. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's in there somewhere. And then the, something hits the plane and knocks it out of the sky. And suddenly, you know, the plane's going down, and the plane crashes into the swamp. And, you know, it explodes, and out of the explosion comes a giant ball of web. It's Spider-Man, and he saved the other two people, who we don't see again the entire issue. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's true. <laughs> they get down there, you know, and, and they crash. Spider-Man's like, okay, are you two all right? Oh, man, well, I guess Man-Thing burned, uh, burned to death. I'm out. The explosion, <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess we're walking. That's true. You know, and then Man-Thing bubbles up out of the swamp because he's in the swamp. You don't kill Man-Thing in the swamp. No. It's not going to happen. Maybe the desert, but not the swamp. Right. So Man-Thing <laughs> comes back up out of the ground. You know, he's fully formed. You know, he's recovered from whatever damage that actually did happen to him during the crash. Yeah. And Spider-Man even remarks on that. You know, he's like, well, you know, Man-Thing's fine. And then Man-Thing just looks at him and then just sort of starts walking off into the into the swamp. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man leaves those those folks there, and he's like, well, I guess I better figure what Manny's going – he calls it Manny. I guess I better figure what Manny's yeah. going off to fight. So the next panel we go, Spider-Man's in a web canoe or on a little <laughs> web raft, you know, down in the bayou with a pole, you know. And I can hear, like, banjo music kind of playing and, you know, frogs yep. going off, and he he's following Man-Thing. And he passes Kermit the Frog. Yeah, and there's Kermit the Frog with like a little banjo. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 not that easy, Big Man thing. <laughs> wow, that was that was good, Brad. You want to keep going Thank with that? Uh, you tend to blend in with so many other ordinary man things. <laughs> wow, I would hope my people man thing t- doesn't blend in with us. People tend to pass you over, like never mind. Yeah, 
right. I'm out. I, I'm glad you got that out of your system. Why, well, thank you. I've got more in my man thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right, so... He followed- By the way, the the the, the little spider uh, web ball and the spider canoe, he doesn't really do that much anymore, does he? Uh, no, no, he really doesn't. Uh, I mean, the the canoe is definitely kind of cheesy. But uh, Well, the thing is, maybe he would if there weren't 8,000 other people in his goddamn books <laughs> helping him fight something. True. Maybe he would have to be a little more resourceful. <laughs> Nowadays, he can just phone it in because the Avengers are in there every other goddamn book. Yeah, they, hey, you got a canoe Avengers in the in the in the Quinjet? All right, cool. I'm not going to waste my fluid. Maybe maybe I need a spy, uh, uh, web parachute here. Oh no, screw it. Thor's here. He'll just carry me. <laughs> hey, Silk's here. She'll she'll save me too. Uh, if she's not trying to hunt my leg, maybe she <laughs> can just, take a moment to try to save our lives. I'll just float on Silk. <laughs> uh, uh. Go ahead. We're we're down on the bike. <clears throat> yeah. So he, he tracks Man Thing. To like this little swamp shack, you know, this by you know, God knows what the history of this place is, but we find out, <laughs> you know, to like a little swamp. Spidey should be worried. I mean, like if I'm, I'm too, dude, I'm like, I'm like what, I'm, man, thing, what are you getting I'm, me into, man? It is humid, and I've got a full costume There's on. There's mosquitoes. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm gonna have to throw this costume away. This costume's a total loss. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I ain't getting this stink out. You know, that costume looks good at the end of the issue, too. There's nothing wrong with that Spider-Man costume. Not, not a bit of uh, swamp gunk Yeah, but you know he burned that thing when he got home. <laughs> you bet your ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> so, inside the cabin are an old man with a purple cap and a very long white beard wearing sort of a plaid country shirt and a hot blonde chick with like a, you know, like the, the shirt, the sleeveless shirt, you know, and it's tied up underneath her, her boobs. Daisy Duke. Yeah, she's got some Daisy Dukes on, you know. And then uh, a creepy guy busts in. And the creepy guy, hello to the first appearance of Despair. Really? It's his first appearance? This is Despair's first appearance. His origin would later be told uh, later in other books. I'm trying to think of whose villain he generally is. Uh, He goes up against Doctor Strange a lot. Doctor Strange, okay, cool. Because he's still around today. I I mean, I'm familiar with Despair. He's a demon. And we'll, we'll we'll get a little bit into that because I wrote some notes uh, for that too. So the old man and the blonde are Dakeem the Enchanter and Jennifer Kale. Uh, if you're familiar with Marvel, uh, you may remember Jennifer Kale. She pops up every now and then. She was in the uh, Witches back in 2004. Remember? That? I think she was in Ghost Rider too recently. Yeah, she pops up a lot in in, in yeah. stuff that's like magic or horror related. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with she her. pops up in that. Her, Topaz, Werewolf by Night, they all kind of run in the same circle. Was she in the Darkhold book, too, in the 90s? That was, uh, what's her name, Montessi oh, from okay, the mind. vampire stuff. But she, Jennifer Kale popped up. I think she popped up. Yeah, she popped up during Midnight Suns because a, a lot of it had to do with stuff that was that had involved her father or her grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Dakeem and Jennifer Kale, they first met back in Fear number 14, which was – that was Man-Thing's title. Man-Thing – you know how like sometimes you'd have a title and then a character would just show up and be gangbusters and he would just take the title over? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of Marvel heroes who have their own book started that way. You know, like remember Hulk didn't show up in Hulk uh, – well, no, I guess he did, didn't he? He showed up in Hulk number one first. Right. But then he took over – what was it, Tales of Suspense? Yeah, well, he he got canceled after six issues and split it with uh, Giant Man and then Namor. Mm-hmm. Same way yeah. uh, Doctor Strange 
uh, split it with uh, Shield back in Strange Tales. Right. Yep. And uh, anyway, um, so they first met uh, back in Fear Number Fourteen, which was Man Thing's book, and then. Uh, but Jennifer Kale herself first appeared in uh, Man Thing number or Fear Number Eleven. Um, now Jennifer Kale, she's she's involved in a lot of Marvel's magic stuff. Um, her powers are derived from Atlantean magic. The King, the Enchanter himself, goes back to pre-Cataclysm Atlantis, before before you know thousands of years before Namor. Um, Atlantis was sort of a sort of a proto culture that you know had advanced magic and um, there. Oh God, what was that girl's name? Zared Na. That was her name. She was like the big um, Atlantean witch, you know. Um, that was you know she was very powerful and you know she was she was one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. But she one of her enemies was a being called the Dweller in Darkness, who later appeared in Doctor Strange and Dweller in Darkness. Was uh, banished by this Zared Na. Now um, Zared Na herself was killed by Despair, who Dweller in Darkness created, sort of to be his agent on Earth while he was banished. So Despair and Dakeem the Enchanter have been fighting one another for for millennia because Zared Na gave her power to Dakeem, who had been her her student and her disciple. Oof, there's a lot to follow on that. I know there's a backstory with these two, and like you know, <clears throat> man, you don't really realize it at first because he's a he's an old man in a shack, yeah, and next to a, like a busty chick in a plaid shirt, and you're like you, you don't realize there's thousands of years of history. What, what's Gandalf doing with Daisy Duke? Yes, what I exactly, thought. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> it yeah. turns out what uh, what Despair is doing is he's trying to turn Jennifer Kale and Dakeem into sort of demonic, you know, reborn demonic versions of himself. And he and the shack is actually a colossal magical tower. Yeah. And it's just disguised. And their clothes are disguised. Dakeem uh winds up telling Spider Man, uh, who gets into the shack, that, you know, this isn't what it appears. Um and you know but the thing is, Man Thing can perceive it the way it is. Man thing sees it as exactly what it is—a huge magical tower—and he sees the Keem and Jennifer as their. As they should <laughs> didn't didn't the Hulk what, back in the Defenders? Couldn't he see stuff that the other people couldn't? Like, can't he see like Doctor Strange's? Uh, astral the Hulk has at times. It's not always yeah. consistent, but he has at times been able to see right. things that are in the astral plane. Right, right. This is a little different. This isn't this. This is in the the material plane, mm-hmm. but it's disguised. It's 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 disguised with illusion. Mm-hmm. Now, Dweller in Darkness and Despair, their powers are fear-based, you know, and they can make think people afraid and, and become more powerful for it. Now, Man-Thing is, uh, is wanting to go charging off into this thing, but Spider-Man's like, you know, hold off, let, let me try this Joker first. And Spidey just steps up to Despair and gets in the first hit real, real quick. Well, I, one thing I liked about it is, during this particular fight is Spider-Man was the instigator. He he was very much like, "Bring it, mother!" I'm, I'm like, I love the line. Uh, Despair goes, "If you value your life and your immortal soul, run from here. If you stay, bolt or forfeit." And Spider-Man goes, "Mister, I've never run from a fight in my life, and I don't intend to start tonight." And yeah, and then Man Thing uh, says, "Hold up, brother!" Yeah, Man Thing <laughs> puts his hand on Spider-Man and is kind of you know trying yeah. to hold him back. But then Spider Man's right. like, no, I got to, I got to hit this guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he he's very much gung ho to go after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, Spider-Man's the instigator. <clears throat> you know, he doesn't he doesn't try to talk reason with the guy. He's like, you know, you know what? I'm in a swamp. It's it's only 75 degrees, but it's like 130 with the humidity. And I'm in a costume. I'm in a costume. I'm in a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I just. You know. I just. I just had a great night with my girl. I'm. Yep. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm gonna hit somebody. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be ticked? Yeah. <laughs> so he steps up and he and he cracks despair across the jaw, and then immediately yep. he's like, "Oh, ow, my hand, my hand," because despair right now is very powerful. So and Spider Man's like, oh my God, you know his jaws. Like, it's like hitting granite or Ben Grimm. Yeah, you know I'm like, well, geez, you know because Despair is not a big guy. Well, he's probably nope. tall, but I mean he's not. You know he's not like, he's not like you know like. He looks like a dude in a cape. You Spider Man could take on a Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like he looks like a Moon Knight villain or something. You know <laughs> he does. He does. He looks like Moon Knight, evil Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. So immediately um, he puts his powers on Spider Man. He grabs Spidey by the throat. Yeah, that's a good-looking pal. Yeah, and uh, immediately makes Spider-Man afraid. And, of course, that's bad news when you're standing next to Man-Thing. Mm, yeah. Because Man-Thing goes off. He screams, which is weird because you don't ever really see that he has a mouth. The, the goes uh, and watches Spider-Man's very soul is torn apart before his eyes. So he's hitting them right, right in the soul. <clears throat> right. But. Because Man-Thing is so thrown off by the magic around there, this is what the narration tells us, he misses hitting Spider-Man and hits, the, hits Despair from the back. That was a lucky, that was a lucky hit. For Spider-Man <laughs> it was, yeah, because Man yeah. Because if you're afraid and Man-Thing touches you, well, guess what? You're, you're going to have some scars. <laughs> but then he turns, Despair turns his fear power onto Man-Thing, and immediately Man-Thing bursts into flames. <laughs> Yeah, it's this story is so wild, man. <laughs> I mean, so if, if Man Thing it, it gets scared himself, he bursts into flames. Is that what the deal is? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, okay. I'm like, okay. well, he hit him with the fear power. The fear power. Okay. This is what, like, it. like when despair is throwing out, you know, throwing out his his little energy beams, or whatever. That's fear. He's mm. causing you to be afraid, or you know, he he's you know, like with his magic. That's that's his. That his powers are based in fear. So immediately, Man Thing becomes over overcome with fire, because whatever knows fear burns at the Man Thing's touch. And right now, the Man Thing itself knows fear. Um, so he bursts into flames and has to head off into the swamp to cool off. He's, it would say, you know, they show the panel of him on fire, lumbering off into the water. And I kept thinking of that one Ent from um, the third, uh, or no, the second Return of the King movie. No, I mean the Lord of the Rings movie, the yeah. Two Towers. Where they assault that? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I've seen. You know, and all the all the ants, you know, the giant tree people are right. assaulting the tower. And that one that one guy gets set on fire, and he just kind of sinks down into the into the into the water. <laughs> and it looks so. Everyone who I who I talked to about that, they're always like, that looks so refreshing. It looked like oh, you could you could just feel this guy go oh god. The uh, the next panel I like a lot. It, it shows you how much pain Spider-Man's in. It says he is weeping as he hasn't since Gwen Stacy's murder. He hasn't thought he could break so easily. He's beating the ground. Yeah, Spider-Man's really. He's in pebbled pain. over, you know, with his fist. And Dakeem, this is when Dakeem is telling him, "Dude, I know you're jacked up right now, but hear me. Yeah, you know, the stuff. This battle is not over. Nothing that you see here is is as it really should be." And he gets he gets into a little bit of his backstory with him and Jennifer Kale. Right. Which we've gone into a bit here already. Right. And Spider-Man is trying to talk to Dakeem 
and you can hear the the fear in his voice. You know, they've given him a little squiggly, you know, word yeah. balloon. He's like, oh, you know, he's stammering, you know, and stuttering. Oh, right. I'm so scared. I'd laugh, you know. But what tower are you talking about? Because Spider Man still doesn't understand that the shack they're in is actually this massive tower. Mantem does, but Spider Man doesn't understand it. So then Dakeem is like, well, let me let me dumb it down for you in terms you can understand. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't stop this guy, we're all going to die. Right. So, he understands that. Spider-Man understands and that. And immediately, Spider-Man, fear or no fear, it's all is up off his feet and just hits Despair from behind. Yeah. You know, and Despair is even taken back. He's like, what the hell? You know, and just knocks him under the swamp. And then Spider-Man hits him with a nice upper right cross that just sends Despair back, sprawling back into the mud like a little bitch. <laughs> You know, and then he, I, huh? I definitely I love the, the shot of him getting up, you know, and just attacking him, even though he's in some of the worst pain he's ever been in. Oh yeah. So that's, that's why when when I because I don't remember this when you said well, let's do this for Fight Club, I'm like I wonder what makes this a great fight. Well, this one's testing him with the 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 power of the death of Gwen Stacy. You got Man Thing in here. Yeah. He's having to overcome yeah. fear and fight a demon. Exactly. There's a lot of cool stuff in this story. Yeah, it's 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 a really good one. So he he you know after he knocks uh, despair back on his ass, he lunges at him, but then despair is able to hit him again with the fear rays, for lack of a better term, right. you know, and zaps him again. Still calls him spooky though. Yeah, I think that's cool. But but I mean he's <laughs> trash talking Spider Man. You know he's like you know he hits him with the fear. He gives him he gives him the juice. You know, and he's like no bravado now, I'm mortal. And Spider Man's like please God just stop. Because he is Spider Man is literally in the grip of fear. Yeah, and then he's got Spider Man on the ropes. And then while he's while he's overcome with fear, despair starts you know like belts him, belts yeah. him a good one, knocks him back down into the mud. But have no fear. This is a Marvel team up. There's another hero to rescue That's Spider-Man. Right. That's right. Have no fear because Man Thing is back up on his feet. Yep, the swamp is back. The swamp is back, <laughs> and and um, despair. You know, turns around, sees Man Thing, and gives him a little more, you know, a little more double dose of the, of the fear juice. And of course, what happens when that, you know, when that happens? Burn, baby, burn! Things again bursts into flames. He's a disco inferno, is what he is, and sinks back down into the swamp. So basically, he's like, I can't win. I know he's like, this is not my day. So basically, Man Thing's contribution to this team up. He got he got torched. He's like Richard Pryor in the eighties. Is basically a Spidey's human shield. <laughs> Poor guy. To buy Spidey time, you know. And Spidey even yeah. says, you know, Manny's given his life for me, uh, for me and his friends, and all I'm doing is watching. I got to help him. But if I do, yeah. despair is going to blast me again. But you know what? Spider-Man, gripped in fear, doesn't care, Brad. He, he's ticked, and he's going to kick some ass. Yep, grabs a, uh, a piece of wood, uses it like a staff, swings himself up in this awesome kick, and just kicks Despair right in the damn jaw. The sound effect is cook cook crow I mean, bam, takes him totally <laughs> off guard, hits him right into the jaw with a giant krakow, and then it is on like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly, suddenly it's like the Fire Lord fight. I was just going to say, it looks similar to the Fire Lord fight. Yeah. Because all that's happening is Spider-Man just pounding this dude into the face. <laughs> Repeatedly, yep. just hitting him in the face, screaming at him and going, answer me, answer me, when this dude's already unconscious. <laughs> at one point, he even gets in one of those you know, double-fisted upper you know, jabs at him. 
which right. is just beautiful. I love it anytime you got the, the your hands joined and you're using them like one big fist. <laughs> and you're using like the double fist. The the sound effect for the hands together double fist is fwack whack whack and then karam. <laughs> so, so Spider Man is just beat, he's trashed. He is, he is kicking. He is kicking despair's ass. And he's quote. I don't hear any laughter now. Spooky. <laughs> how does how does feel, yeah. yeah go ahead. How does it feel to be on the receiving end for a change? Huh? Answer me. Answer me. I mean, he's just hitting him in the face. Spider Man does not fight like this anymore. Does no, he? He, do, he no. He does not fight like this. At, no. At this point, the Avengers would have already jumped in. <laughs> at, at this point, he's using some kind of new tech thing, you know, or something. Silk would have helped him out. You yeah. know, he's hitting the invisibility on his special one-time suit. <laughs> the variant figure. You know, <sighs> when was the last time we had a great Spider-Man kick-ass story? Well, I mean, where he's just kicking ass. Well, I mean, oh, I can't. I can't. Remember. Oh, you mean like this big? Like this like big, this like this is, this is like his third title. He's kicking this much ass in his third title. What if he did this in Amazing every other month? He know? should. That's the thing. He <laughs> I know he should. Stuff like this should be a reoccurring thing in, in his own I book. I know. But most of the time, he, he, I don't even think he hit Electro, did he? In the most <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me wish miss when he's this much of a badass. I know Silk you know? did. Silk jumped in and did all kinds of things with that shit. Spider-Man's laying in bed in the latest issue. Yeah. You know, he's like, Silk, help me, help me. Spider-Man's like, screw it, I'm watching soaps today. What's going on, Young and the Restless? i got to watch my stories. Yeah, i got to tune in for my stories. <laughs> I'm going to go read some old Marvel team-up when I was a badass. Yeah, don't worry, Silk's got this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to read some of my old stories where I got to be the star. Oh, man. So, uh, as he's hitting him and hitting him and hitting him again... Yeah. Finally, a hand on his shoulder, just like Captain America pulling him off a of Fire Lord. Yep. The King, the Enchanter, is like, I think he's had enough. Yeah. You know, I, Uncle, Uncle. You know, are you going to be satisfied when you kill this guy? And Spider is kind of like, well, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, my Lord, what have I done? Yeah. He, was, he was in the moment, dude. Yeah, he was in the moment. He still got his fist up, and he's like, oh. Dude, I'm I'm turning into to the bad guy. Oh man, what have I done? The Parker Where? guilt hits in after like the 80th hit. Shuck shuck that Parker. Line. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, Oh God, what have I done? And you know, Dakeem and Jennifer Kale are like, Well, you saved us all. That's what that's what you've done. And then they dispel the magic of the shack, you know, and destroy the uh, the the magical tower that Spidey couldn't see and sh- turn it into you know shards of glass. Right. But when Spidey uh, creates a huge web, sort of umbrella, over them so they won't get cut to pieces by all the falling glass. Right. Then Dakeem and Jennifer Kale disappear with magic and are like, you know, peace out, we're done. Have fun getting back. Interstate's that way. <laughs> then he was just like sitting on a log like, oh, what's up? Yeah, then he's just sitting on a log hanging out with Man-Thing. I don't remember the next issue with Havoc in it. Does, he, does it take place in the swamp? <clears throat> no, the next issue with oh, okay. Havoc... Takes okay. place in New York, and it is it was it's a two parter. The first issue has oh. havoc. The next part has Thor, and they fight the living monolith. Oh, I was okay. going to bring this one up too because that is all. Those are also a couple of kick ass issues, folks. Jr. says a lot. Jr. Fettinger says a lot of crazy things. 
<laughs> the John Byrne, Chris Claremont era of Marvel team-up is pretty There cool. are good team-up stories. Yes, a lot of them are throwaway and kind of silly. But there are a lot of good team-up stories that shouldn't be overlooked just because JR is a crazy old man. <laughs> uh, you know he's going to hear that and say, "Damn it, Barman!" Yeah. So the uh, so so the decision here, Spider-Man, big time. Well, yeah, he had him on the ropes though. It was yeah. it was uh, he was losing it for a while. If he didn't have here, if he didn't have Man Thing, would he have won this? No, fight? no, we're giving an assist to Man Thing. Right, Man right, Thing right. definitely picks up the assist because he distracted Despair twice. You know, yeah. but I mean, let's face it. For the most part, Man Thing's contribution was. Drawing fire away from Spider-Man and just burning. <laughs> what a bu- what a true friend. Let me help you out by letting this cat <laughs> set me on fire. I'm just going to burn for you, buddy. <laughs> but but an interesting story, wouldn't you say, Brad Douglas? Were you in, were you not entertained? I I enjoyed. Uh, first of all, I'm a John Byrne 1970 fan. Yeah, and I'm also a Chris Claremont 1970 fan. Not so much the current stuff by either one of those. But uh, this this is when they're both uh, full speed ahead. This is good stuff. Now, did you did you even know that much about Dakeem or Jennifer Kale until I gave you their? Je- no, I Dakeem I really had never ever heard of. Uh, Jennifer Kale I was kind of familiar through Ghost Rider and Witches. Dakeem is not around anymore. He got killed off finally by um, some kind of barbarian warlord. But um, every now and then. You know, there's been appearances where he kind of talks to Jennifer Kale, sort of like, you know, Ben Kenobi, you know, from, yeah. from the other side or whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, if, you've, if you've enjoyed this, go check out some Man-Thing stuff. Go check out some Marvel horror stuff. There's, there's a lot of the Marvel Universe that you might not be familiar with or, you know, because it, it, it hasn't been as prominent. It was prominent in the 90s. Remember when they brought in Midnight Suns? When they brought Ghost Rider back. Yeah, yeah. and and that's another thing to go and check out. Go check out Midnight Suns from the 90s. There was a lot of good stuff going on down in that, too. You know, um, and it's sad because I think a lot of that has been forgotten over the last several years because Marvel Zombies became sort of the new horror. You know, I guess. And I like the the Robert Kirkman zombies, but it kind of went off the rails. Yeah. So, so if you haven't read a lot of the a lot of these stories, go back, check out your your man thing, check out Howard the Duck, Dracula, <laughs> check out your man thing. That's exactly what you. Did. Oh, I'm sorry, we got to end it there. <laughs> yeah, we we might as well. Go go buy more Marvel horror. There you go. Mm-hmm.